0: Welcome to the Advance Women in Manufacturing podcast where we talk to amazing female leaders in Canada's manufacturing sectors. Advance Women in Manufacturing is a presentation of Annex Business Media. Now, here's your host, Sukanya Ray Ghosh.
1: Welcome to the Advance Women in Manufacturing podcast series. I'm your host, Sukanya Ghosh, Editor of Manufacturing Automation Magazine. We have Evelyn Allen from Evercloak as our guest today. Evelyn is the co-founder and CEO of Evercloak. She incorporated the company in 2018, aiming to make a positive impact on the environment. She's a pioneer in the clean tech space, leading engineering projects, growing multi-million dollar technology innovation platforms and building corporate strategic partners. Evercloak has created advanced material manufacturing processes and has patented its nanofilm technology. In this episode, Evelyn shares how and why she founded Evercloak, her journey in the manufacturing industry, and what it is like shouldering the responsibility of a company. Hello, Evelyn. Welcome to our Advanced Women in Manufacturing podcast series. Hi,
0: hi, hi Sukenya. Thank you for having me.
1: Uh, so, uh, you know, I would like to begin by asking, uh, what is your role at Evercloak?
0: So at Evercloak, I'm the CEO and co-founder. Right,
1: mm-hmm. and and
0: uh, you know um, what is it that you uh,
1: do there as the CEO, and you know uh, what is it that, uh, what your day
0: to day like. Yeah. So my day to day, well, we're still a relatively small company, and so my day to day covers lots of different things. And you know, what I see is my role is primarily to find really great people and make sure that we have funding the runway that we need and to build a great team to get to um, to deliver solutions to customers. What is it that Everclobe does, actually? Yeah. So we're an advanced manufacturing, advanced material manufacturing company, and we're focused on making graphene membranes that can reduce the energy use of building cooling by over 50%. And so, what we're targeting is the, you know, if you think about the, the, the temperature, the climate, or, you know, if you're outside, it, it's very hot and the world is getting hotter. And more and more people are experiencing this. And as a result, more and more people are going to be turning on their air conditioners. And air conditioners are not very efficient. They actually they use a lot of energy and they emit a lot of greenhouse gas emissions. And so, um, what we're trying to do at EverCloak is to reduce the greenhouse gas emissions of air conditioning and building cooling so that we can live in a kind of cooler homes without warming the planet essentially and we're doing that with our advanced material that we're manufacturing uh, with our company
1: so uh you know how and
0: why did you decide on a career in stem in stem uh so and i'm thinking back you know in, in high school i loved math and physics and so i think it was a very easy choice um you know i was looking at sciences or engineering and uh decided to do engineering and I had heard, especially I entered into engineering physics at McMaster. And I had heard that this was one of the most challenging programs. And so I think I also like challenges. And so, um, I entered that program and, uh, been really enjoyed it. And that really launched my career in STEM
1: and, and, you know, um, how did your journey in the manufacturing industry particularly, uh,
0: begin? So that's a good question. I would say I'm relatively new to the manufacturing industry. Um, I've had over 20 years' experience in the clean tech space, and so most of my career has been in, you know, in engineering, in engineering consulting, working in technology companies specifically related to water technologies, and then also facilitating innovation and technologies across different sectors. So really in the innovation space. And so when I started Evercloak, it was really uh, the point of. So Evercloak is three years old now. So it was really the point where um, as we're growing it in, and growing into a manufacturing company that I'm entering into manufacturing. But I would say that my um, my father owned his own manufacturing company. So growing up, I was also, you know, I had exposure to the manufacturing space, um, while not directly in my more immediate career, but... Mm-hmm.
1: So how, you know, were you able to uh, bring that, those experiences, your background in the clean tech industry, uh, growing up with that, you know, manufacturing background with your father, how were you able to bring that into Evercloak today?
0: So I think, I think, you know, I grew up in a very entrepreneurial family. So my father had his own business and so did my mother. And so, you know, starting my own company did not feel that it was, you know, out of the realm of possibilities. It felt, you know, very normal. Um, And in terms of my career, what I've brought to Evercloak, I think I've had been very fortunate to have experience in a lot of different sectors and a lot of different angles. And so it really helps me understand how all of these pieces fit together. And I think has helped me really accelerate our success as a company because uh, I I know where to drive, uh, you know, where to get funding, where to drive our technology and how to interact with the different stakeholders um, throughout the ecosystem and
1: what what really was the driving thought or driving force behind behind you know creating everclock behind uh opening
0: up this company yeah so i can maybe I can tell you the story of everclock um so i was working at the university of Waterloo and really in a role where i was helping industry connect with the research and innovation at the university and well it was a very exciting role i i just wanted to do more i felt i had more you know more potential to make a difference and i was actively looking for what that would be in my career <clears throat> and that was when i was at a conference i was attending globe conference in vancouver at the time and i saw these amazing women actually they were keynote speakers and i just you know one of them was had a company making a, a material that helped keep food fresher to reduce food waste and the other one was Focused on a really big initiative to support removing plastics from oceans, and I thought, wow, you know, these—they're they're doing something that's having an impact, and I just it was really inspirational to me, and that was the, really the trigger point that made me decide, okay, I'm—I'm I'm, going to make a change, and I'm going to look for that change and what that is, and that was uh, about a month later, I came across a program called NRCan Mars Women in Clean Tech Challenge, and this is a federally funded program to help get more women. Uh, leading clean companies. And so they were very, very, you know, a very innovative program. And I think very, um, you know, took a lot of leadership from the government to put something that this together, a very unique program where um, it came with three years of support. A very intensive accelerator program, and at the end there was a million-dollar prize. And so they were selecting five women across Canada to enter this program. I thought, oh my gosh, they're going to pay me to create a startup. And I just, I just feel like it—you know—it helped to remove some of the financial risk of starting your own company. And that had been, to date, one of the barriers for me to do that. And I had always also wanted my own company. And so when I saw this program, I approached the University of Waterloo, their patent office, and I asked if they would support me. In this application to to start my own company and they said yes and they they opened up their whole pat, their patent portfolio and they said these are all our clean tech patents pick a technology to apply for this program with and so it was really um a unique opportunity i got to go through the patents i shortlisted three i you know i did all the due diligence with the market reports um did a lot of research and i identified one in particular that i thought you know had was a breakthrough technology in terms of um so it's thin film coatings or thin film manufacturing and the approach to do it was a new and novel way to get these new materials into products. And so that was the one that I landed on. I thought this, this is going to make a big difference. And my my co-founder, he's a faculty member at the University of Waterloo and uh, had worked with him previously as well. So I knew that he would be a great partner in this. And so I applied for the program and was successful. And that's really how Evercloak started. So it was um, incorporated after I was able to... Um, I was. Announced the finalists in this program, and since then it's been three years, and we've grown to about 22 people. Uh, We've secured over six million of funding, and we're uh, right now uh, scaling and scaling up to to manufacturing right now.
1: So you were uh, named one of 21 Canadian tech entrepreneurs to watch in 2021 by uh, Mars Discovery District. And uh yeah so what was that about is this uh, connected to the Mars uh you know
0: the grant that you applied for? Mm-hmm. No, I think this is this is their their broader communications team so they were looking at companies across Canada and right. really excited and and Feel grateful to be selected as one of their top. I'm not sure how many <laughs> they selected, but uh, there's a top ten. Um, but I think that you know we have a lot of really exciting work that we're doing with these new materials and how we're integrating them into specifically uh, membranes to help make building cooling more energy efficient and reduce the greenhouse gas emissions that are are coming from buildings um, now and into the future.
1: And- you know, as an entrepreneur, what are the major challenges, uh, you know, that you feel like you face and how, how, how do you overcome
0: them? Mm-hmm. So I think early on it was, you know, for the first year and a half, it was really myself full-time and my, my co-founder was still working full-time. So it was quite, I think, um, a very solo challenge. And I I did miss the teamwork and I missed having a team. And so in order to you know, work through that, I, I was able to enter into two different programs. One is Velocity, which is an incubation program out of the University of Waterloo, and then the other one was Accelerator Center, and um, so I was able to kind of network and see other teams and build a cohort of peers that really helped support those early stages where you're, you know, I think it can be a very lonely endeavor when you're first starting, and so um, some of these networks of innovation and, and support really helped in that early phase before you know we started growing our team, and um, so that was one one area that. Focused on. And the second one maybe is, is funding. And so kind of early on, we've been able to secure um, various industrial collaboration grants that have been very helpful for us in unlike software technologies, deep tech, we're going to consider it a deep technology or, you know, manufacturing technology, it takes longer to commercialize. And so having some of the runway that we've been able to get through uh, non-dilutive grants has been really foundational in terms of advancing our technology and getting us to market quicker.
1: Um, uh, you are, uh, you know, like you, uh, shared with us that you don't have really, a long background in manufacturing, you're comparatively mm-hmm. new. So, uh, how has the learning curve been like, you know, to understand the manufacturing side of the business?
0: Yeah, so that's a good question. And, um, you know, I love learning and I've been actively looking at, um, how to do that in this space. And so there has been a few things that we've done. One is we applied for an accelerator program specifically dedicated to manufacturing scale up. Um, so that was based out of New York. So we had to, it was a very competitive program. It was called scale for climate tech. And they noticed that, you know, one of the challenges, the biggest barriers for clean technologies is actually that manufacturing piece, um, because you come from like us, you know, a material background. And how do you, how do you, know what you need to know to be able to do that scale up. And so this program, they walked us through, it was an eight month program and they focused on manufacturing readiness level. And they took this framework from their, I think it's Department of Defense in the US. Uh, essentially, they have this framework of how they do it for their technologies and they translated it to startups. And so it was really useful for us to work with experts, mentors that they provided us to understand, you know, how do we, how do we Become manufacturing ready as a, as a technology, and and so that's one one thing that we've done. I've also been very fortunate to work with great advisors, and so we brought on um, Trent Ogilvie, who was previously the president of Rockwell. So he's built and through his through growing Rockwell, he was able to um, you know build and and grow manufacturing facilities across the world, and so he's really been giving us a lot of advice and support in the manufacturing space, as well as our other advisors to um, and, and hiring hiring people that know what you're doing. You know, it's, it's about the people, as I mentioned at the beginning. So you know, I know I don't know everything. And so trying to find the people that uh, are really experts in their field that can come in and be the leaders in our team in those spaces
1: you know, how is it, you know, different, uh, shouldering the responsibility of growing a company versus actually, uh, being an employee in a company, mm-hmm. even if you didn't work in a manufacturing space, you, uh, you have previously worked for someone, uh, mm-hmm. as opposed to now you have responsibility of,
0: uh, leading ever cloak. That's another good question. So, um, so you're right. Yeah. I came from this role. Um, I had been, so this is my first time being an owner and being, you know, a leader of a company. And I think that the differences or the things I've been learning is, you know, it's, you know, I love what I do now and I'm, I'm happy to, um, you know, I'm, I'm always hundred percent engaged. So I find that it, it's very easy <laughs> transition, uh, yeah. for me at least because I'm really self-motivated and, you know, I love, I love building our team and seeing, uh, you know, just in a few short years, some of the growth that our team members have had and, and some of the leadership skills that they're developing and helping to support that and I think as well you know it, it's I don't mind working on you know on the weekends I, I talk to you know I, I have different things that I do and I think it just gives more there's more flexibility in a way and to how I work but there's also like you said that it does take more time as well because it's always on my mind
1: <laughs> yeah I can understand so, you know, um, I can clearly uh, understand you're very passionate about this company and there's a vision that you have for it. Uh, you know, are there any particular projects that you've worked on in these three years that you're particularly uh, proud of?
0: Yeah, I think that's a, uh, a lot of things that I'm, I'm proud of and I'm proud of our team and I'm proud of the work that they've been doing. The, In particular, you know, in twenty in 2019 we applied for a program called breakthrough energy solutions canada and so this was another competition and in, uh, in partnership with the breakthrough energy fund which is you know the bill gates uh, venture fund and we were selected as one of the top 10 and so that was early on where we had you know ideas of how our membrane could be made and might work but we did not have any of that data yet and so i think i'm most proud of you know when i think about that time how much um progress we've made in terms of scaling up our membrane manufacturing integrating it into solutions like the, the dehumidification technology uh you know huge huge advances in terms of how we're doing that and uh, really proud of all the work that our team has been doing specifically on this project and others uh,
1: yeah go ahead
0: so, no that's it
1: okay <laughs> so uh you were also a finalist in the million dollar women in clean tech challenge uh could you uh you know uh, tell uh, tell us about what it was about
0: yeah so I think I mentioned this is really that was a springboard for Evercloak and so you know yeah. I think it was one case where policy really worked well so they were looking to get you know women only represent three percent of um, the CEOs in the cleantech space and the, or the c-suite and so they were looking at ways to help promote and support it. so um, it launched Evercloak for for myself but at the same time There were, they ended up choosing six women from across Canada because they had such a great, um, you know, there are so many great applicants. And the six of us were really been a cohort of the last three years, uh, really close to each other. We're all doing different things, but um, really exciting, really exciting companies that have been growing. And throughout that period of time, we were given very hands-on mentoring support. So custom programs, so things like. Media training <laughs> and and uh, but more, more importantly, access to mentors and advisors, as well as be the program included the opportunity to help scale our technology at a federal facility. And so we at Evercloak we were able to work with CanMet Materials out of Hamilton. So you know they're very focused on the manufacturing space and they were fantastic. We started working with them, you know, when our technology was really tissue box <laughs> construction and they were able to help us take that and build it into a more robust industrial type process um and so that was part of the program and so this whole journey has been great and then right there was a million dollar prize that was just announced in November and unfortunately we were not the winners but I think it was a very uh tough competition and Amanda um the, the woman who did win it I think was very well deserved and excited to see her journey and as well as follow the other five women uh, four women after that and what they're doing.
1: So, uh, you know, you were talking about mentors, uh, that you, uh, had, you know, the fortune of, you know, uh, who were able to guide you, but like generally throughout your career, uh, did you have mentors who could, who helped you reach where you are today?
0: Definitely. Yeah. I think, you know, um, just thinking back to all of, you know, I've been really fortunate, lots and lots of great people that I've met and worked with. And I think some of the the women leaders in particular, I've been able to have shown me, shown me how they, they operate. And so I've been able to see them and, you know, I, so I talk, we talk about um, increasing role models of women in, in in STEM career. And I think that's so important because to me, it was really, it helped me be like, Oh, you can do it this way and it works, or you can do it that way. So it really helped me understand or almost create my own kind of create the confidence that I needed to move and advance my career in that space. I'm really
1: interested in knowing like uh, at this point of time what is the most favorite part of your day-to-day job what is it that you absolutely love doing
0: um, so I love, I love people. And so I think, you know, well, it's been a bit tricky with COVID because, you know, I never thought I would grow a company remotely, um, but we have been remote from day one. And so, um, you know, it has been a bit more challenging, but we've done a great job. So really it's the people and building the teams and, and seeing everybody grow on our team, uh, and the teamwork that we're, you know, we're working together to build a great company and a great product. And, um, Yeah.
1: And, and like, uh, what plans uh, do you think you have for the future of the company? And of course, because you're so uh, tied into this company, it's uh, your future yeah. in the industry as well as that of
0: the company. Yeah. So, you know, we, we have a vision of bringing today's technologies to tomorrow's uh, solutions. And so we're, we don't want to be, and we see ourselves as a global leader in these 2D nanomaterials that we're manufacturing. And so it's it's advancing these materials and enabling, using them as an enabling technology to solve some of the biggest challenges that we see today. And we're starting with air conditioning, but we see use cases across other areas, such as um, even, even smart packaging and, and solar cells and um. And batteries. So I think there's lots of different opportunities for these materials that we're working with, and looking forward to how we can how we can change the world.
1: Uh, like being a small organization, I'm curious. Like, um, do you find it more challenging to build like corporate uh, strategic partnerships, or uh, yeah. do you think that generally people in the industry are open to uh, you know
0: innovation and they
1: embrace it uh, well?
0: So my my career before, I had about eight years prior to Evercloak working in corporate partnerships and strategic partners. And so um I kind of came into this role understanding how these different players all work together. And but yeah, as a small company, I think there's different strategies and it's about finding the right whether if you're working with a large OEM, it's finding the right OEMs to work with that um do have a pipeline and a way to work with smaller companies. And so I think sometimes there's maybe a bit of a power struggle depending on, you know, you don't have much leverage as a small company. So how do you How do you work and find the right companies where you can create these win-win solutions and partnerships?
1: So, um, just correct me if I'm wrong, you have a back, an engineering background, right? Yes, yeah. Yeah, so, um, you know, from what you have uh, shared with me, now, your day-to-day right now is not so much into the engineering side of it as, uh, you know, the planning and strategizing and leading company. So, out of curiosity, do you miss that aspect being, you know, in-depth
0: in, in, in the engineering uh part of the projects or yeah. uh, that's again a good question so i i started my role as in in the kind of deep technical doing very technical work but i've soon found that i really enjoy the higher level the people piece and the strategy but i also still love technology and so i think my role at evercloak i spend well i spend a lot of time on the strategy and growing the team and, and securing funding and and building our direction I also love to get into the technology. and so I usually join all the technology meetings, um, have, you know love hearing what, how it's moving, giving my suggestions. Uh, so I think that I do a bit of both, but I say that I, I, I prefer the high level but and I, I don't miss the detailed detailed uh, engineering work, but I do still love being technical and learning and seeing what's being done.
1: So, you know, you are uh, a leader, you're an entrepreneur, and you are a woman in, a, in the manufacturing industry. Uh, have you faced uh, any obstacles or challenges, uh, you know, being a woman in this role?
0: That's okay. I, I've thought about, you know, this, I get this question a lot, and <laughs> we get specifically challenges. And I think that it's really about... Um, to me, you know, going forward and putting your best foot forward and doing what you can do and just, um, you know, just making things happen. So I, I don't, I don't, I don't kind of frame it as barriers or challenges. I know that they exist. And I, I think, uh, um, I've definitely seen some, but really it's about focusing on moving forward and, and doing the best you can. And, um, you know, if it doesn't work here, try somewhere else and keep going.
1: So, uh would you say that you have received uh, you know enough support uh, uh from all quarters to be able to grow and to you know where you want to be right now and uh that has sort of uh made the experience uh good for you
0: yeah again i'm very fortunate you know to be have been selected for the women in clean tech program initially that that really started off our company with a big bolster of support and uh, but also the community, and so I'm in Waterloo, Ontario, and Waterloo, you know, is well known for its innovation and its, um, and even just recently was ranked quite high as one of the leaders in clean technology you know, incubation spaces. And so the supports are here. I know they're not everywhere, and so I think really fortunate to take advantage of um, have the opportunity to take advantage of these programs these mentors these ecosystems and even the peer-to-peer networks that have been created through some of the programs i've been in so i like i mentioned the women the six women were on a chat group and so if i have a question about our you know technical question or if it's more about a business i can text them at any time and you know we have this uh, feedback loop where we can get advice from our peers as well very quickly
1: so, um, like, have you considered, like, because you, in a way, you are successful where you are, you're doing what you uh, love doing and want to do. So have you, you know, considered um, doing something to support the women in the industry who are, uh, you know, facing challenges, are probably coming in a little lost, not knowing where to go for
0: yeah, no, I think it's it's really important, and I might, my door is kind of always open to help um, women entrepreneurs as well as women in this, the industry uh, to to help mentor them, to help give them guidance, you know, where where I can, and especially in the um, in some of the programs I'm part of, there's kind of a sub cohort of women that we we do that with each other as well.
1: Uh, do you think it's um you know difficult for women to advance into leadership positions in the industry or you know with you you took the charge yourself and decided that yeah I'm going to lead uh something today and you became a leader so mm-hmm. what's your perspective on
0: that um so i think my advice is really you know there there barriers do exist and we i think it's well documented and um, so my advice is really to to take the initiative, and you know, if, if it doesn't work on this path, try another path. So I think you know, not to to be persistent and to be um, persistent in your goals and go for it. Right. Mm-hmm. And, and uh, you know, to uh,
1: young women who are thinking of joining this industry, even young girls at high school levels in mm-hmm. STEM, uh, is there something that the industry can do to help them understand that uh, they have the support and they have options, uh, they have a career that they can build here uh,
0: rather than you know, scaring them away? <laughs> um yeah I think it, it, it you know there's lots of different things that can be done one thing that certainly helped me was seeing role models in the space and so I think that's one area where um making sure that you know helping them connect with role models to show that this is a you know a, they can see themselves in these roles I think that's really important and that's um well I did not have that I guess initially um I did find that in my career having those role models really helped especially at seeing women in the higher levels of leadership um that I was able to in my in my time uh
1: coming back to evercloak a little bit uh what what you know what would you think you know what would you say is evercloak's uh, in, uh the best contribution that evercloak could have for the industry the manufacturing industry uh, in general
0: yeah uh, so you know i'm really excited about our technology it's you know we haven't really gotten into this but you know um creating from a manufacturing standpoint manufacturing thin film coatings 2d nanomaterial thin film coatings on different materials and for different use cases and supports and i think that you know what we bring as a technology company is a way to do it a unique way to do it that is not hasn't been done anywhere in the world yet and so we offer low cost low uh, large area nano coatings and while we're focused on hvac to start i think there's lots of use cases in the future and so um, that's what i think we bring is this this Kind of best in the world, best class of putting these t- new materials that have so much potential um, into a manufacturing process that can enable different technologies. So,
1: uh, before you know signing off from this podcast, anything that you would like to add, um, whether about the company or your career, anything that you would like to add?
0: Um, no, I think just uh, if, if there's a lot of women listening to this or men, but I think um, my my parting words, I guess, would say just to, again, go for it and and take risks. I think that's really the biggest, um, maybe for me, has been the most impactful is, is taking those risks, knowing that, you know, you can fail, but you're still going to learn a lot. And so it's putting your foot forward and, and going for it.